0: Heard and welcome to another episode of Don't You Dare Cut My Intro of the Herd Main Show. I'm your herd leader, John Wayne. I'm
1: here, man. I'm just here.
0: And which intro did you get? This is Clue. Uh, Tim Curry is with us in spirit. Which introduction did you get? <laughs> you gotta listen across all of our platforms to to make sure you got the right one. Um,
1: or there's a special one where you get all three at the same time. Right. Ooh. That was such a good uh, idea. That's
0: the one if you watch Hulu. But um, yeah, I don't know. You should know who I am, but in case I didn't say it and I've just gotten off track, I'm John. Um, I'm Meg. Yeah. And we're talking about Star Wars. Um that's something we do around here particularly on our main show. Um, I introduce it all the time cuz I never know we're, we're gaining followers every which way and and just making sure if you walk in here, you know what you're getting into. And so we talk about yeah. all kinds of things, but the main thing we do around here, hence the main show, is talk about Star Wars. And we were actually talking about this before the episode began, just in like casual conversation, not podcast conversation, about like, you know, what what makes a podcast a podcast and what ultimately gets people listening isn't what you talk about, because there are so many other people that already talk about it. And most of them probably talk about it better, but it's who's talking about it. Um, and so, and we were talking about how, like, you know, it, it, it's what you do with it, your personal brand and flair and everything, Yeah, and like, our thing is, like, loving aggressively. <laughs>
1: yeah, legit. Like, you come into our home, we're gonna feed you, we're gonna love you, but we're gonna be really aggressive about
0: we it. We can't say it's gonna be healthy. It might be dill pickle chips, but, uh, <laughs> which dill. are neither chip or dill pickle. It's a weird thing.
1: Those flaming Hot dill pickle chips. But,
0: cool. um... Yeah, and so and, and we're taking time um, in this season to do just that, and to spend a lot of time reminiscing about the fact that we love Star Wars and and what particular things we love about it, and just chit chat about that um, because too often people love to talk about what they hate, um, and too many times do people feel the need to hate on something because someone says they like something. It's a very um, pointed look. I'm just saying. Twitter's been a a hellscape this week. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like liking things, like me liking a particular movie or liking something does not take away from the thing you like. If you want to talk about what you like and and all that, we can have that conversation. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like if if people are just talking about what they like, just jump in if you agree. If you don't agree, then, you know, wait until the next episode or or listen to a different one that likes what you like. I don't know. Like, I don't want to get into the ins and outs of it. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But um, it, it, it's very common for us to think that liking something is hating something else. Like you, you're you known for liking the original trilogy because you hate the sequel trilogy. Um, you know, you're known for liking um, the prequels because you hate the sequels. Like yeah. whatever. And I'm not typecasting any one person. It's just examples uh, within the Star Wars verse where it's just like, you, you use the hate of something to justify or, or fuel your love of something, and it's really weird and twisted yeah. and definitely not how it's supposed to work. No, that's not. And so taking time to just do the abnormal, apparently, to do uh, the controversial and just love stuff and talk about that, just that, that's the whole deal, mm-hmm. uh, is something that we wanted to
1: you. <laughs> yeah, like, so. I, I had a conversation with someone recently where I was telling them that, surprise, you've started watching Steven Universe. And I am loving how into it you're getting. Me too. Um, but the person that I was talking to, they were like, oh, why not Adventure Time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we're watching Steven Universe, Debbie. <laughs> like, right. The, Steven Universe is a fantastic show. Adventure Time is a fantastic show. Love it dearly. But we're not talking about that right now.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is it's just like people take it as a challenge. What like, do you mean your favorite Star Wars? Why don't you like this one that I like and that most fans agree is the best one? Like, because I like this one, you know? Like, it's weird to have to justify your love. And so, yeah, uh, yeah we just wanted to make a a, a space and, and have time, because we obviously enjoy talking to each other, um, to just come back to things we love and why we love them and everything. And so we've been journeying through the Star Wars films. Yes, we have intermittently we've been stopping along the way to say hey we do love what we got but what if it was different in the story sense not in the what if you know so and so what if someone else directed the prequels and not not in that more so in character choices and everything and we did that recently with the original trilogy you can check that out that was our last main show episode and so now that we've kind of been like well what what if things were different you know this is taking time to reminisce and enjoy what we do, enjoy what we got, that is turning uh, 40-something years old now. 40-something, whatever. It's old. That's 40. It's incredible. Decrepit. And so we're not talking about the whole original trilogy. We could not. I mean, we could, but you wouldn't listen because that would be too long. Uh, People yell at us when that happens, apparently. Um, But uh, we are talking about A New Hope. And so the, the one that began it all, and it's really weird... In doing it chronologically to kind of do that because it's just like you would think you'd start with this one, you would start with the one that started everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're chronological people in this house, <laughs> we we go in there's numbers on the box sets for reasons, it's people. It's not
1: just because the Phantom Menaces are right, favorite. right? It's
0: not just because Roman numerals are cool, it's it's it, there's an order to the universe, guys. I, can't read Roman numerals. <laughs> uh, it, I just wing it. Uh, that's why I've stayed on episode one forever. That looks like a seven. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah. So, what are, what are your initial thoughts? What are your initial just, like, reasons you, you enjoy this movie? Um, what what make, gives you the inkling to put this on, on, on Disney Plus or Blu-ray or DVD or VHS or that illegal despecialized edition that you should not watch technically because it is technically still illegal? Yes, it is illegal. I have to have that caveat.
1: Yes. Um... What was the question? No. Sorry. My, gotcha. P- my
0: PSA kind of threw off the groove there.
1: psa. Um, Yeah. I I think that I I love A New Hope. As I've gotten older, I've certainly started appreciating it more. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, it was a nostalgia thing. Like, mm. because that was a movie that me and dad would watch mm-hmm. all the time. Like, that was something that we would just throw on. On the Sunday afternoon, he would pass out in his chair... Um, in his full Watching <laughs> suit. And, yeah, like, that's that was just a Sunday afternoon activity we we'll watching Star Wars. We would fast-forward past the uh, interview because we had the VHS.
0: So, Oh, you had, like, the special ones that mm-hmm. came with that um, prior. The 1997 ones,
1: I believe. Yes, that was it. And uh, I remember... Watch
0: those interviews. I think we talked about this I, a I while have, ago. I, I No, I know. I'm just I'm saying for the people, like, if you can don't find, if you them. don't know what we're talking about, first of all, yeah. just look up Star Wars Special Edition um, interviews or something like that. And if
1: you don't know what a VHS tape is,
0: <laughs> we can't help you. Uh, but no, yeah, um, really great interviews because it's right before uh, the prequels are started. Well, yeah. right before the Phantom Menace comes out, and it's just a lot of reminiscing. Yeah. It's a lot of just George Lucas really talking. Neat. George Lucas, um, yeah, you know, he talks about Star Wars very uniquely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had a, he created it, so it's like. Yeah. He, he's got uh, the most unique view of it, because it's both, like, uh, and, and not to, like, interrupt, I'm sorry. You're good. But, like, Dave Filoni talks about it like a kid that loves the story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: George Lucas talks about it like, yeah, he likes the meaning of the story, but he also likes filmmaking, and, you know, like, and he's also yeah. got an agenda, which, by yeah, always been political, guys. So it's like. It's 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 interesting and weird hearing him talk about yeah. Star Wars because he doesn't come at it from our perspective because he made it he mm-hmm. you know, he gets that privilege so
1: yeah we think of him as this like elder being who is the keeper of knowledge but in reality yeah. he's just Dionysus just chilling on a couch yeah he just I mean reaping his benefits right which isn't a bad thing I no, love yeah. Dionysus Lucas mm-hmm. but like. We put him on such a pedestal. I mean, I,
0: everybody does. It, yeah. They make one thing you like, and everybody thinks um, that they get Star I mean, I love Ryan Johnson, and yeah. I do think that he had a very unique window into Star Wars, but I don't think that he's more fit than any other creative mind yeah. to make a movie. Like, I'm excited to what Watiti's doing it. I, I love the fact that Gareth Edwards did one. I like it, it I, I, I appreciate you know that the same way that the recent Disney story has um, despecialized um, the force and said that no, everybody can be special in their own way. Anybody can, can be can a be Jedi a Star War. Um, you know, the way they're making these movies, <laughs> mm-hmm. the way they're making these shows is that too. In the real world, you can be inspired by Luke Skywalker and do mm-hmm. real things instead of just you know, Imaginary things like swinging a stick in the middle of the forest, you know. That
1: was the point? And right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like you're
0: supposed to learn and live from from these stories, not just you know start internet wars about them.
1: We're gonna talk about the Last Jedi soon. Right, we're yeah. gonna do it soon. Um, um, was I say? Oh yes, so, Yeah, yes, 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 no nostalgic so. movie. We would sit back and we would watch the movie together, and I I used to be a very passive viewer of Star Wars, as we okay. as okay. we talked about. I was gonna say
0: you still are with a lot of things, that, but that, <laughs> no, I'm incredibly things yeah. like, you, in, you indirectly digest information you're that person that like will be doing something else hear something and then like a week later buy someone something and it's like that one time you said and it's like you were paying attention yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it's ADD yes or absolutely. ADHD whatever you choose to label it as technically can't
1: sit still disease <laughs> the, the difference
0: between the two is almost non-existent yeah. anymore
1: I mean AD, ADD doesn't exist anymore yes yeah, ADHD diagnostic. Um, which is a misnomer. We'll, yeah,
0: well, there we, we'll do a we, want our, we want our terms to represent anything like you, like oh, depression. That just means you know sad, mm-hmm. and it's like no. It's a chronically
1: <laughs> overwhelmed disorder. Yeah, like, it's a I can't do math disorder. It's a I can't sleep. It's a lot
0: disorder. of things. There's there's no one answer yeah. for things.
1: It's a my friends hate me disorder.
0: Um, no, yeah. So indirect Star Wars.
1: I I was a very casual child with. Media and such. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we would just go to Blockbuster and pick out whatever. Um, but Star Wars was one of those movies that we, the rare movie that we owned, where we just pop it in the VCR and just chill, watch mm-hmm. Star Wars. It wasn't, I've said this before, it wasn't until I met you and fully immersed myself into whatever the heck you would call what we're doing. <laughs> and, like, I started paying attention mm-hmm. more. I started noticing little character things about Luke mm-hmm. and being like, oh, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. That and then there. Oh, yep, yeah, I got you. Right. And so, like, I, I still have that nostalgia. Like, there are times where I just get the hankering to sit down and watch A New Hope and mm-hmm. call my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he falls asleep on the phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a problem. It's happened.
1: Uh, but, yeah, I, I think of it as not just a nostalgia movie, but also just a, just a good movie in general. It's a fun watch. Yeah,
0: well, and I like that it's not related to anything. Like, it's personal. Yeah. Um, and, and I always encourage people in general to find personal reasons to, to like things, not um, quantifiable things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not, well, of course I love watching it. It's the Star Wars. You know, like, it's the one that, like, yeah eh, that, that, I don't think... I mean, I'm going to offend somebody by saying it, but like, I don't, I don't think those are really tangible things. I think you can appreciate those things. Yes. But I think, you know, digging deeper and why, not not because it's the first, not because it's original, not because it began everything, but why do you, you know, it's like, like that move, move, moment with uh, Ray. Uh, shut up. <laughs> I have verbal dyslexia. Leave me alone.
1: It's that moment with a Ray.
0: Um, where Luke's like, yeah, but why are you here? Mm-hmm. Like, not, not the agenda, not the other stuff, not that anything else that someone else can tell me. Yes, it began Star Wars. But why do you watch it? Um, I think yes. those are more significant moments. Like, what? Like, why do you watch any of these movies is an important question for yourself. Because mm-hmm. you grew up with the originals and now you feel like you have to digest everything? You know, like, that, that's not real reasons. That, that. No wonder you don't seem to like anything recently. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it's. I just think it helps us as people.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: It, it's not about being better fans, although that's a benefit. But I think it's just in general getting to know yourself. Cause yeah. I'm a big advocate advocate for you know knowing thyself. I think that mm-hmm. there's power in that. Uh. And and you know these hobbies and these things we enjoy are little caveats into that that window of the soul. And so understanding why. We like those little things. is a big deal.
1: Yeah, and there's a huge difference between watching something because you love it and watching something out of obligation. Like, yeah, I, absolutely. I cannot tell you how many movies I've watched out of obligation.
0: Right. Well, and I, I do get the, and I, I've lightened up in general, but I still believe in giving all the Star Wars a chance. Yeah. Um, now I don't overwhelm people, so if, like, I mean, in the sense of like, if someone wants to watch. Star Wars, and has never seen anything or seen little bits and pieces, I am very much that one where it's just like, I will try and show you one that I think will make you interested, but I really encourage people to give all of them a chance. Um, All of them are unique and different, and Mm -hmm. although there's an overarching story throughout all of the saga, each one has its own thing. Um, But, the beauty of this one being the beginning of everything is, like, this is, I think, some of the most this, the nostalgia you get for um, personal experience with this, I get mm-hmm. nostalgia for this. These This has everything that made me fall in love with Star Wars. And so it's the themes of things and, and, and what it represents. And so it's like, this really is a really, really perfect start to things. I know we said we're chronological around here. But, Whatever. you know, it's one of those things where this is just a really great place to start with Star Wars. Go figure. Yeah. Um, because it just takes the essence of everything that retroactively we've come to enjoy Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the political commentary of the prequels, the idea of, you know, hubris of the Jedi, you know, you've got the idea of uh, emotions, are they all bad or are some good and uh, the power of choice and also the power of listening to your elders, but also making your own path like, like all these things end up in this random movie that nobody really believed in at first. And it, I think that's what gets people in. I think that's what captures people so much is just Absolutely. those times when you just feel something like tugging at you, and and throughout a new hope, there's a lot of that, um, and there's a lot of moments that because of a new hope make me, you know, my heart tingle. In other films and places and everything, yeah. so it's just like it all it all comes back to here. It's weird and crazy and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: So you could play the first three notes of Leia's theme. Yeah. And I will start crying
0: right immediately.
1: <laughs> like I, I love this movie so much for so, the music.
0: Um. Okay. Well, we'll jump off from there. Story. Yeah. Like actually talking about filmy things. Um. Music. Yeah. Like stunning. Um. John Williams just. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's what's so crazy is I mean, we talk about what if you know like what if John Williams had not been the song of Star Wars like what if he yeah. hadn't done what he did. A lot yeah. of things would have been different. Um, I I don't know.
1: I am such a fan of schlocky sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I think we've established that a few times on the show. Yeah. But I, I love sci-fi music above you know most other film score and mm-hmm. TV score. But there is something that is so incredibly powerful about an orchestral sci-fi soundtrack. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it sets the tone. Um, because there's so many things. So, like, the most significant, and might as well just get it out of the way, because it's, like, my favorite thing about this, and for it connects to many other things. Um, You know, the binary sunset, the force theme, uh, as it became. Um, You take that scene, you can put that on a stage. Mm -hmm. And and there's um, so many moments where I realize... I'm. I'm not trying to get into the majesty that is John Williams' craft. No, I'm not claiming to understand. I just we mean we are just not worthy, <laughs> right? I'm not a brilliant man, but um, I, I. I see stuff like this, and I'm just like, I. I really feel like that's the the um, chemical bond that yes. explodes and creates this emotional connection. Is it's it's like. You know we we jokingly call it uh like space opera and everything mm-hmm. because I, I there's m- there, yeah there's moments like opera. that where I'm like I feel like I'm watching something uh yes. uh, uh on stage Shakespearean there you go like I'm, I feel like I'm watching something mm-hmm. that is completely I don't want to say magical but like yeah it, it feels like it's unreal compared to anything else it's not sci-fi yeah. it's not fantasy it's not even film sometimes it's just
1: it's just fun. Yeah, it's just yeah. all these
0: pretty pictures, and they give me feelies. <laughs> yeah, and
1: specifically, binary sunsets is such an incredible piece of music. Just in general, like it, it evokes like those feelings of something's coming. This is the calm before the storm, and we have hope for the future. I'm gonna stare at these suns <laughs> I'm as they go, go blind. Down. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm gonna get farmers blind. <laughs> um, Sand blindness. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Um, and I've, I've plugged it before, uh, but um, there's a YouTuber, The Negotiator, who has a video. Um, I believe the title is, and it's only because I've watched it so much, but I believe the title is um, Maybe the Galaxy Needs a Hero. Mm-hmm. And it's taken from lines and dialogue and moments from The Last Jedi mm-hmm. that rewinds itself to this moment. Ever since seeing that video, and I talked to this person, and... Yeah at one point, and was just, like, gushing about how much I appreciate it, and even still, it's just one of those things where it's like, I cannot completely explain the emotions this gives me, because um, it's just very much, and it'll maybe make more sense when we talk about The Last Jedi, but um, it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, it's like, if if I could just see me now, like, not me now, uh, but later, when I'm yeah. on a rock and dying, but it's okay, <laughs> But like, you know, (laughs) you know, yeah, it's just like um, I can't unsee that connection now. The the connection of his final moments with his first moments um, Mm -hmm. on this journey, like they're so interconnected. And and that's part of the story that I love about the character of Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beginning and end for me is where Luke Skywalker is made. Um, I'm not the biggest Luke Skywalker fan, and I've been honest about that. And it's mostly just because. I, did, I never related until later moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so retroactively, The Last Jedi has really given a lot of importance and emotion to that scene. And like you said, that kind of expecting hope, that kind of advent um, that, that's happening there of, yes, yeah, something has to be better than this. And, and that's what I love about mm-hmm. the setup is it's just, there's nothing wrong with what's going on. There's nothing wrong with this story as is. It's just that there's something grander, and and yeah. that's the thing that we like that I fall in love with uh, as a theme is tapping into that. Like it's fine to be normal, but there's also something grander for everyone. Like there's something bigger than any one of us ever imagines for ourselves. Yeah. When you know, however you assume or believe you came into being, there's there's something special and unique and significant about your story, and you have to be willing to step into that. And and we all feel at one point or another like Luke on that hill on the sunset where it's just like I'm here, but I know I could be there. Yeah. Uh, and you can fill in the gap. That's the beauty of it. Whether you do want to go running around with a laser sword or flying a hunk of junk or yeah, yeah. you know uh, fighting injustice in, in the Senate, like whatever you want to do, whatever your thing is, you were meant for something. And I just that's the biggest thing of A New Hope, I think for me is. Stepping into that, stepping into that realization, and and going on that journey of discovering what that is. Yeah, so, I've talked a lot. Now you, I'm okay with it. I like <laughs> it when you talk about Luke Skywalker. It's great. So,
1: um, you want to go character by character?
0: Uh, we can do whatever we want. Every if you go back and check these out, if this is your first one, every one of these is different. Um, yeah,
1: every single one can't explain it. We talked about music. We talked about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, we
0: we get we get our separate time to prepare with the only premise being. Be ready to talk about what you like. And there's some notes, but overall it's just happening. And, I, I like, I love that chemistry of things. Um, and so we're going to miss things, and that's where we invite you guys to step in, speak up, and comment and whatever. Yeah. Let us know your things, because they're probably things we enjoy, too. We just didn't get to talk about.
1: Give us your jammies, you jammies. Um,
0: well, uh, I, I, I'll say I'm not... I already said, I'm not the biggest Luke Skywalker fan, so mm-hmm. I was big into um, Biggs and, and Wedge and uh, Han Solo and Chewie, of course. Moustaches so, uh, But for you, like, was Luke your in when you started caring, or was it always Leia? Because uh, it's definitely Leia yeah, now. It's, it's what <laughs> you know, you <laughs> you're you're kind of in the gang there. I, you're in the bun gang, babe.
1: I'm in the bun gang, man. <laughs> um, there is a moment. In Star Wars, that just evokes like you know when little little people. I was gonna say little girls, but children. Uh, okay,
0: I was gonna say what is that the term you can use? <laughs> no, I don't know. Small
1: people. I can um, call
0: Warwick, but I don't mi- know.
1: Miniature people. <laughs> Fun size.
0: Illegal people because they're not legal till they're eighteen or something, right? When do these things get rights? <laughs> 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 Certainly
1: not. <laughs> Really not. Oh. Um geez, what was I okay, yeah. Children. There is a moment You know that Children. moment where you're watching like videos of kids go to Disney and they see like their favorite character and they start screaming uncontrollably. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I see the silhouette of Leia putting the the Death Star plans into into R2,
0: mm-hmm. I get that. I really hope she didn't put any data plans in Luke. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. There was a lot of time on It would explain why he went monk uh, afterwards.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, uh, That is one of my favorite screens in all of Star Wars. mm -hmm. Because it is such an ethereal moment of, what's she doing? Mm -hmm. What's she got going on? She's at the end of a hallway. She must be doing something secret. And, like, I, I don't know what started that. I mean, I showed it on the YouTube video, but I have that moment tattooed on mm-hmm. my arm because it evokes such giddy emotions for me because this yeah. is, in my mind, the beginning of her story, mm-hmm. even though you know it started a long time before in a galaxy not so far away.
0: I think, I think this is where she stepped through the doorway. I think everything that, like, if you're talking, like, rebels and, and mm-hmm. books and anything like that, that's getting her to the point where she steps in. Like, yes. And it's it's that to say that that has impact and matter to her journey. But clearly, episode four is the most yes. significant beginning. Um, you know, same yeah. with Luke. Same with all of these characters where it's just like... We're not saying that anything outside of the movies doesn't exist. It's just that yeah, these clearly are the, the big boy moments and big girl moments.
1: This is the beginning of something. Yeah. Like, this is where... <laughs> it gets cool. Yeah. Um, and I think it does such a fantastic job of kind of setting her up to exceed your expectations. Because in that moment, she looks like a princess. She looks like just yeah. a really beautiful princess. Right. Like Carrie Fisher. A,
0: a, really, a really great balance of the two. And, and again, you know, showing and highlighting that agenda where it's just like this false sense of narrative where... Clearly, the story is a Rescue the Princess story.
1: Yeah, that's what it sets itself up to be.
0: Um, But at the end of the day, she has her part to play. She is important just as much as Luke is to flying down the trench run, just as much as Han is to returning and stealing glory. Dude, Uh, (laughs) I said
1: it in the last episode. They would have never gotten off the Death Star.
0: Yeah, if not for R2 and uh, Leia. Yep. Never would have happened. Never would have happened. Um, yeah, and, and so it's very much that binary sunset moment where it's just like this very um, memorable, this capture, like this thing yeah. that just I, I can constantly and vividly see and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it Very similar, very similar moments. Um, yeah, yeah I, I love Leia, and I love what I love began her so here. And what continued to drive her character. And obviously, Carrie brought a lot to that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I'll never forget, and I don't think I'll ever appreciate enough just the significance of that. I mean, it was the 70s. Things were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, this was pretty new. Uh, and yeah. you know, the, the fact is, when we have a sequel trilogy of films with a female lead, and it's still controversial, it clearly shows that whether it was the 70s, they did it the 50s, whenever, um, at any point, it was always going to be uh, against the grain and um, new at the expense of some people's feelings, particularly mm-hmm. men. And yet, they, they do it anyway. They, yeah. they push the Because again, that narrative, that theme of Star Wars of, it, it is a story, it is a, a groundbreaking film, but it's also uh, inspiration, it's also meaning. It's also commentary, and so all of those things that suddenly become real and and should, in 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 the biggest way possible, impact us. Like, great, you like cool sabers and and cool sounds and flying stuff, but mm-hmm. like, you know, the things that really should stick with us are those kinds of things where it says like, hey, anybody can be the hero, and yes, that means girls too. Like stuff like that, you know, where it's just yes. like, I, I I'm I appreciate you enjoying the stuff. Mm-hmm. the cool but like don't use the don't use the substance to to or don't use the style to forget the substance if yes. that makes sense
1: big time and the fact that they gave her a blaster yeah is but always uh, well and mm. and
0: like you said too is so, like she yeah. looks the part of the princess but definitely She's not not, harmless. not yeah and not the damsel in distress yeah uh, and, I, I enjoy that
1: like and her right after getting rescued um that whole sequence of her just bullying yeah, them, yeah, just
0: well, and just taking just, charge, just like someone
1: get this walking carpet how, out of my house.
0: How did y'all even get here? How? Well, it's it's that attitude. It's really that. I know a lot of uh, hurt boys and and people that fill my cup with tears are like, you know, oh, like she's such a great role model and everything. Like, she is, listen, she has a reason to doubt their capabilities. Okay, it, like. They are bumbling idiots.
1: Everything's fine. Um,
0: How are you? (laughs) We love them, but they're idiots, and and they wouldn't have gotten better without her. absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I love Leia. Um, Like I said, I... Oh, go ahead. No, I was... Go ahead. I I was more attracted to uh, scruffians, um, scoundrels pilots. Mm -hmm. Uh, I grew up on war films and westerns, so the guy with the blaster that could fly or drive really cool was my Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And so uh, the the thing that I came into with Star Wars and the thing that got me as a child out of my seats and excited was less the the lightsaber, you know, the samurai-esque style fighting and all this other stuff, less the fun music and everything. It was Mm -hmm. definitely... yeah, well, it was, it was, it was that. It was just like I, I wanted to be Han Solo. I didn't want to be Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker sucked <laughs> to me as a child. i was just like, eh, he's get so out of whiny. here. Yeah, like okay, he's got a laser sword, big deal. But Han Solo, you yes. know, I was also I, as I grew up being a big fan of Harrison Ford. My mom loved him, so I grew up on those films. I um, loved Harrison Ford. Yeah, like I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I didn't watch. Indiana Jones because they were good movies. You watched watched it because of Harrison Worker. Yeah. And I I do enjoy those movies. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where it's just like as a kid, my point of reference I mean, the reason I watched Terminator was because of Arnold. Like I'd attach to these actors that represented things I liked and wanted to be like. And not necessarily morally or anything like that. Just like, I wanna be cool, I wanna be big, strong, tough, blah, blah, blah. None of that happened, by the way. (laughs) But you know, I I wanted it. (laughs) And so um, I'd latch on and like just consume everything and and, uh, Harrison Ford was one of those and it did not start with this it actually started with the Jack Ryan movies he did but um, this was definitely up there with the whole there's a bomb on the plane Uh, that that is that that's maybe Air Force One
1: I don't know I don't know I've never seen he he does a lot
0: of the same things in in the other ones but um Yes. No, I, I really enjoy that. And, and he worked across um, James Earl Jones, and I didn't recognize that until I was probably a teenager uh, and knew more about James Earl Jones, because obviously I didn't know, other than the voice, who the heck that was.
1: Dude, I, I didn't know Carrie Fisher from Star Wars. I knew her from Blues Brothers.
0: Right. I've never still seen that movie, so <laughs> I know it only in reference and, and from, you know, how much uh, his brother talks about it, the, the Belushi brother.
1: I'm on a mission from God. Yeah.
0: Um, so I like anyway, so um, yeah, I, I loved that. And, and mm-hmm. to this day, that's still a very significant thing for me is, um, you know, the flight uh, scenes, the dog fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, every moment they can make ships cool and combat uh, cool in space and everything. Is something I still really, really, really enjoy. I mean, um, like ships, right? Yeah, I, didn't know that. I, I, I have moved character-wise away from the whole. Like, I still love scoundrels; they're they're still very lovable mm-hmm. and and whatnot. But uh, yeah. I have found myself uh, and my meaning in other characters, hobos, <laughs> monks, and yeah, nephew murdering people. Apparently, I don't know. Um, it happens, man. But yeah, I I, I still to this day. Um, I know that technically, and I mean that not in the um, verbal sense, I mean that in the um, the, the technicals of uh, film production and visual effects got better with other films, yes. obviously. obviously. But um, although like, I would rank like Return of the Jedi, Battle of Scarif, um, and uh, the Battle of Takodana, um, uh, higher. Mm-hmm. Uh I I still have the same level of hype for the trench run and, and all of the final dogfight exactly. scenes. Just because like no, it doesn't look as good, but it's just one of those things where it's just like it's so well done mm-hmm. that those are two different statements, but like it's just like yeah, I just I still really, really enjoy all of that, even knowing what's gonna happen in the end. I know they get the Death Star, except that one time. Um, you know, I like that all still happens every time. Yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised, but I'm I, I still get into it. I still love it.
1: Absolutely. And something I wanted to mention before we move too far away from Han Solo is he has another one of the best introductions in all yeah, of the film. Like I, that that simple line of "I'll bet you have." Right. Like, yeah. It's just I, such a setup for. A I, scary yeah, thing. I kind of
0: um, went full pilot and and. All that I didn't even talk, but yeah, Western You're like he he very inv- Western. he invokes both sides of those where it's just like yeah. I mean you know at the point where um like you know that top button's undone and everything, just very cowboyish and everything. Yes, I I, I love that and I love I mean obviously that's c- can continue to carry over. I mean those were very sh- uh, strong themes then it still is now. We have the Mandalorian, uh, yes. you know all of that. It still evokes this weird cross section of of mediums that shouldn't work, you know, Space Cowboys, like that, I thought that was a bad movie, uh, that one time, it's actually not a bad movie, by the way. Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, that's what it's called, not Space Cowboys. That's such a good movie. Uh, but yeah, it is a really good movie, right? Yes. It's right up there with John Carter, and you people didn't go see it, and now we're not getting any more, and I am upset. Okay. Okay? Okay, It's on that list of movies where if more people had supported it, we would have gotten more, and y'all are appreciating it now, and you don't deserve it because you didn't appreciate it then. (laughs)
1: You want to yes, talk... I went
0: full bane on you people.
1: You want to talk about? <laughs> I don't Sorry. want to talk about this anymore. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about nostalgia? Um, it it reminded me why I love that introduction so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, another movie More that clunky. me and my dad, <laughs> yes, used to watch all the time was Tombstone, mm-hmm. and Han Solo has such a Doc Holiday way about him. Yeah. At some points. and Val Kilmer is Doc Holiday. Mm-hmm. The mustache alone. That's a nice That's a nice
0: mustache. It's fine. Mel Kilmer was nice once. <laughs> Dude, you
1: and your Val Kilmer hate. He was in Willow. Uh-huh. He was great. Yeah. He was... Why don't you like Val I
0: don't know. I really can't explain it. It's just he's on that list of people where I'm just like, meh. nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know. But See, because the because I complimented not, not his mustache. The, no, okay. not the characters he plays, though. Like, I can separate that. Like, I appreciate his Batman. Not my favorite, but great,
1: great Batman. he
0: fills the role. Like, it's one of... I just mean, like, it, it happens. The suit fits. I, yeah, I'll watch the movie, uh, you know, but it's like, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. There's not nearly enough batnip in this one, but it's fine.
1: Not nearly. <laughs> if I had no microphones on the table, I would slam my fist right? on it. More um, batnip nip. But
0: uh, in favor of the special editions, because I do enjoy those, Um, they have 100% more Boba Fett (laughs) in their their version of A New Hope, and I love it. Yes, they do. Um, And um, I also like the addition and the connection it creates where they bring back Jabba the Hutt, all of that stuff, where it's just like, I appreciate, you know, in this time capsule of a moment where, yeah, not all Star Wars is guaranteed. And it's like, if we want to make this world bigger, we're not going to make more movies, we're just going to add to the movies that exist. Yeah. I, I liked the logic behind it of, well, let's make these moments connect. Like, make it feel like this story's always been going on. This rivalry, rivalry with uh, Han Solo, this debt to Java the Hutt. Like, that's always been there. Java, um, you're a wonderful human being. Yeah, and some of the best dialogue, too. Some of the best oh, dialogue. I, I love that. And it works so much better, that, considering, you know, the history of the deleted scene, that it was originally a human Obviously, change to a slug at some point. You know, crime will do that to you. <laughs> uh, Don't so, do crime, kids. It's just one of those things where it's like it works so much better now because uh, yeah. it's a genuine insult. It is <laughs> such a genuine
1: oh. insult. <laughs> if you had to be in a uh, elevator with either Jabba the Hutt or Pizza the Hutt, which would you choose?
0: Oh, Jabba the Hutt. He's cleaner. He's yeah. not nearly as slimy and Pizza messy. The is disgusting. Yeah, it's nasty.
1: I- I hate thinking about pizza though. <laughs> I so hate gross. thinking about
0: the fact that Bill Pullman went from that to Independence Day, and it's just like, how? <laughs> oh my gosh! You want to talk about a glow up? We
1: will not go quietly into the night. Right? That is one of the best speeches. It's great. It's film. up there. It's like, really
0: up there. It's crazy when your fictional presidents are better than your real ones. But right, you know. alien
1: buttholes. <laughs> I'm back. Right. Um, he's a he's a wanted criminal. Did you know that he's a man. Wanting- The actor? Yeah, Randy Quaid. What? Yeah, he's hiding out in uh, Canada.
0: It's not very well if we know he's there. (laughs) Well, like, it's... (laughs) It's a big place, I know. It's It's a a huge place.
1: But, like, I
0: have so many fun facts about
1: Randy Quaid. I don't want to dive. No, that's
0: (laughs) fine. Yeah, we'll start the Randy Quaid podcast if you want us to. I don't want to. I don't want to.
1: Like, Dennis Quaid got all of the genes. Wait, that's his dad? That's his brother. That's his brother? That's his brother. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> my mind is getting blown all over the place.
1: Oh what? my. Darling, we will talk about this later. Whoa. Uh, don't make me tell you about uh, Randy Quaid's sex tape.
0: Oh, oh. It's okay. bad. Well, there, that's why he's in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the only reason. It's not because Canada's bad or anything, but there's just Canada's more maple syrup. Eh? Like, you know.
1: <laughs> you, you hit a tree right, a freaking tap will come out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've never been to Canada. Um,
0: yeah, I'm sorry, it's fine.
1: Danny, and all of our other Canadian listeners. Right,
0: sorry, David K. Uh, sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's American now. He doesn't. He doesn't. Care. Right. Yeah. No. Once you become American, you just you just instantly hate uh, Canada and other countries. You know.
1: Sorry, and, Scott McNeil.
0: No. No one's as good as us. That's all satirical. Don't that come is for not me. So <laughs> oh my gosh. This is um,
1: propaganda.
0: I I love the samurai. Uh, inspirations. Thank you
1: for moving on. <laughs> yes. Um, I think um, you see where George Lucas really got his uh, inspiration from Akira Kurosawa.
0: Well, and, and as a caveat to that from everywhere, like, I, I mean, we've talked about so much Westerns, um, you know, uh, dog fighting, I mean, literally basing the dog fights off of um, film footage of other uh, old films and, yeah. and, and actual planes. Um yeah, Obviously, sci fi, like it's this chemistry that shouldn't happen. Like, it's so weird how it works together and creates this galaxy we love. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, throw in some period piece, um, Japanese stuff. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's just to get uh, Uncle Kurosawa to show up and, and give his blessing, which he does, and it's adorable, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love all of that, and um, I mean. Who knows what the heck uh, we would have gotten? Um, a, a Akira regular uh, actor was supposed to be Obi Wan, and uh, to think what could have happened with that, and mm-hmm. who would have played in in place of Ewan McGregor, and wh- the things that would have changed. Um, who changed knows? So Maybe that needs to be the what if series oh, we do next.
1: Uh, what's um, what is Raiden's actor named? Raiden. Yeah, from the new
0: Mortal Kombat. Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head.
1: He's so cool.
0: Um, any of those folks um, could have done anything, and I'll, I'll love them. Dude, right?
1: it's gotten worse. I've started loving Mortal Kombat even more now that I've seen more people hating
0: it. Uh, well, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. It lets you know you're doing something right.
1: I'm going to I'm gonna come to your home, and I'm going to make you watch this movie again.
0: So, um, nonetheless, Alec Guinness is amazing.
1: Oh, he is straight out of Shakespeare.
0: And I think we kind of sideways talked about this with um, our prequel conversations where you can kind of see where they're coming from. Like, the same way with, like, oh, we love Padme because she's so Mm -hmm. Leia. And obviously, like, they had the benefit to base one off of the other, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, Ewan is so Obi-Wan. Yeah, because Alec Guinness was Obi-Wan first. And the things that carry over and whatnot. But, like, it's so crazy uh, how well it works. And, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, again... Alec Guinness is one of those folks, I don't know how much you could direct, like how much yeah. you can tell him what to do, and how much you're just like, here's the gist, do something. Do it. Yeah. Yes. Have fun.
1: And also, I, I need to finish the joke that came into my mind, or else it won't shut up. Okay. Uh, straight out of Shakespeare, crazy mother effer named Hamlet. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's it.
0: Sure, that's on the podcast now.
1: You're welcome. I don't know what that is, but okay. It's straight out of Compton.
0: Okay. Um Jeez. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I love Alec Guinness. I love the Obi-Wan scenes in this. And and this is the one movie where I can get loving Obi-Wan from the original trilogy standpoint. After this, he, he's there, he's cool, it's fine. He's he, just hanging. Yeah, but this, I mean, it's all in Alec Guinness's work, I think. But like, it's just so enjoyable to watch. And he puts so much uh, emphasis into moments that... Mean nothing at the time, and then we've, you know, retroactively been like, oh, that's PTSD. That, that's the, that's a moment. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's nothing. He just made a choice, and now it means something yeah. to us.
1: It, um, it's it's stunning, the work that he did to set up. Like, he didn't do it intentionally, obviously, because yeah. he had no idea that was going to happen. But
0: he, yeah, like, he, he wanted to do a good so job, much.
1: Yeah,
0: but he didn't necessarily really get into all this stuff like it wasn't like oh this is laser swords and all this that's cool like no his whole thing was just like playing the character his whole business was just i'm gonna show up and do a good job at this weird samurai yeah. man and then, like, there we go it's like
1: when christopher lee was in the howling too he just sort of showed
0: up right yeah you just i mean it's yeah it's one of the things. you just let him do there's nothing wrong just with just let him do no. um and so, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that, and, and obviously he's probably the weightiest actor other than um, Peter Cushing to come in, come into this.
1: David Prowse. Um, well. Well, yeah.
0: I not mean. in certain circles, like I, I mean, like yeah. known, like. Their their name is on the front of films and everything. Like he, he was big for one character, and I don't remember what it is, but like in the UK and everything. Dude, um, he was
1: big for so much more than that. He well, was Errol Flynn. to
0: certain circles. To
1: certain circles. I, that, I'm, I'm was... not
0: stepping on toes. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. Like you say, Peter Cushing. Most people know. Yeah. yeah David Prowse? Tales oh, from the Crypt. Darth Vader. You know, most people yeah. like <laughs> that's the reference for most people nowadays. Yeah,
1: but David Prowse was not only just a fantastic actor in general, mm-hmm. he was a master swordsman. Like, he was the fencing instructor for a lot of actors. Like, he was a huge name in theatrical fencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, watching um, Errol Flynn, um, those old movies, stunning, stunning work. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just because I'm a, a, a dang old theater nerd yeah, sometimes.
0: Well, that's what I mean. Is It's just like, I'm not, you know, and that's,
1: Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he did the fight choreography for Lord of the Rings he for did. the elves and for the the Night King. Like it's so cool.
0: It is, Sorry. it is very cool. <laughs> no, I I appreciate you. This is about loving things, and you're yeah. and you're loving that. I like, everyone's always going to get be offended by something, and it's like when I say one like oh you know Liam Neeson's the biggest actor to come into there, mm-hmm. uh, except for Terrence Stamp, I believe is his name that played Valorum. It's just like. Yeah, well, you know, what about... So, and I didn't... I, 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 I know. I meant in the context of what, who most people are going to talk about. And so, I'm not saying David Prowse is not a big name. And not worth love. If anything, he doesn't get enough credit. Um, uh, it, it is kind of sad uh, getting into the history of things with how that all went down and everything. And yeah. at the end of the day, we get Darth Vader, and he sounds like what he sounds like, and he looks like what he looks like. But it, it was... um kind of a weird conundrum. It's where real life kind of affected the art a little bit and everything, but it is what it is. But uh, yeah, if anything, he's not appreciated enough for what he did uh, for the character and everything. Um, Although, I mean, you really, you can't beat the voice of James Earl Jones. You
1: are absolutely correct. It's really
0: hard uh, to find, like, I think it really set the bar of how, you know, it's it's only halfway what they look like. It's what they sound like, too. They've Mm -hmm. got to be menacing in what they say how they say it all that stuff so um yeah yeah it, it all worked together he was physically and and verbally imposing um for the little bit you get of him uh I never really thought much of who he worked for or anything I just mm-hmm. liked seeing him on the screen because he looked cool
1: yeah
0: so uh yeah we I love Darth Vader
1: can guarantee like half of Mufasa's lines wouldn't have hit as hard. Oh yeah, if it was by anybody else. Yeah,
0: if it was just somebody, you know. Um, I mean, there's just people that have that gravitas to them, and I mean, he comes from stage two. Obviously, it was used many a time, and, and for much of his career. I mean, mm-hmm. it. You know, when you got something, you got something.
1: Yeah. Um, can you imagine <laughs> that scene on Octo, uh, where Luke is using the Force to project himself? If just Darth Vader's face came through the clouds and was just like, "Remember,"
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> that would have um, been funny. Yeah, uh, I I love uh, I love Darth Vader. Oh yeah, um,
1: not just character wise, but design wise.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, you know, which we're recording this on Ralph MacQuarie's birthday. Happy birthday! Um, or is it his birthday or the day he passed? I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> of The spectrum yeah, is somewhere in there. <laughs> I feel bad now. Uh, it, it it's a significant day in Macquarie history uh, <laughs> when we're recording this, um, and in general, Star Wars would not look like what it looks like without no. his him his, his hand on things. Um, we
1: wouldn't have characters. Right. For Ralph yeah, like I mean,
0: so many people come in to making things happen. I mean, I, we could thank everyone in the orchestra if we wanted to. It's just easier to say John Williams. You know, we could thank everyone that made models and did all the concept art and everything. But it's just easier with. It's easier to say Grant Amahara. Right, oh, makes me sad.
1: I know. Um, me too.
0: Yeah, it's it's really crazy, and and um, you know, I mean, with these kinds of movies, like thinking of all the folks that. Um, had a hand in this and won't see where this legacy continues to go is is one thing thinking of the people that have grown up um been inspired and done things and yeah. even them themselves you know the the late uh, Grant Imahara it's like
1: and Adam Savage you know it's like well he's not dead yet he's not dead hang yet. on I'm talking about dead people
0: I know. <laughs> but yes um yes. all the people that have uh grown to be inspired by these things and done amazing things yeah it's crazy to think about, like, just how interconnected and how in- influential it is. Um, but to circle it back, I think it only happens because we love it. it only, Absolutely. That, all of that good fruit only happens when you love stuff and, and when that spreads. And, and love is infectious. and, and um, Even if you don't get people to love it with you, they'll at least have a respect and value, I think. They uh, if you're genuine. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should. I think it's one of those things where it's like if you if you genuinely love things, um, I mean, not 100% because we love things all the time and get in trouble for it, I guess. Um, but, you know, more often than not, you'll find more people that either agree with you or respect you mm-hmm. than hate you for it. Yeah. Um, and if you spend more time loving the things you love, you don't really have time to care about the people that don't uh, – Uh, care as much or don't respect your opinions as much. You kind of just continue to do your thing because that's what brings you joy, not, you know, the validation of other people uh, and everything. You don't need people to get it or to say yes to your love for you to love stuff. That's the beauty of loving stuff. Uh, It's all you. It's it's, it's your approach, your point of view, if you will, and all of that good stuff. So um, that's why we do what we do and that's why we did this episode. Yeah. Uh, and there's more to come.
1: And you know, it, it attracts people to you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I cannot count how many friends we've made just by being so aggressively love yep. with how we approach things. Uh,
0: absolutely. And, and that's the thing is you, you find your flock. You, you're always um, concerned with how many people you'll lose when you do your thing. But um, you, you always do find your people and you find um, your circle. Yeah. uh when you do that though yeah and so it's far better um, to lose folks for the right reasons and for loving what you love than it is to keep folks you have for not being true to yourself if that makes sense I get you.
1: um
0: and speaking of people we love we love our patrons first of all um if you want to you want to um, be loved
1: by us yeah
0: if you want to love uh, uh, us and us love you get uh, join our only fam- I mean patron um <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's the same thing. Instead of nudes, you just get us being us.
1: Fully clothed.
0: I actually don't know if that's worth the money now. But uh, if you still are interested, uh, check out our patron in the links below. Uh, we appreciate our patrons. Uh, we always pose questions and always get their input for things. Uh, before we do things, uh, not permission necessarily, but we always no. are like, hey, we're doing a thing, and, and give Surprise. them a prioritized voice in that. So if you want more voice, if you have ideas, if you want to speak up to the herd Uh, not that we won't hear you if you don't pay but it definitely helps to get you forefront uh, in our attentiveness Uh, and speaking of our friend nick uh, aka the backyard tardis uh, on twitter um, said that um, we i just kind of put out there i I, what do you like and and he was the first and quickest to respond and so um, benefits to being on patreon he he loved the moment with um, princess leia uh, meeting Tarkin and just her absolute bossness Absolutely. and insulting him—you know, the guy that could just kill you right now—but you know what? What a way to go!
1: What's up, Stinky? Um,
0: and and such a such a great line, you know. I should have known you were pulling Vader's leash, like all that. So great, so iconic, and it really set the bar for who Leia was and who strong females in Star Wars would continue to be. Absolutely. Um, also, loves the Star Wars trench run. So we are right there with you, you trench buddies. Um, and favorite characters are R two and Han Solo. So there you go. I'm not. I'm not alone in not being um, a Jedi boy. We
1: didn't even mention
0: R two D two. R two D two. Yeah, I told like, you we were going to leave stuff off. So um, if you want, uh, fill in the gaps. Say things we did not say. Tell yes. us what you love. Um, and uh, we will appreciate you for it. Um, whether that be in the YouTube comments below, or if you're listening to this, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and let us know there yes. where the episode is posted. Uh, we welcome it, uh, we, that's why we do what we do is not just so we can spend forever talking about what we love, but invite people to join us in, in those conversations. Um, so feel free to join us and do so, uh, whatever your chosen social media platform happens to be. Um, other people you find and love um, when you are yourself are folks like Jesse, uh, our friend Jesse over at Game Infinite. Um, he loves games and we do too. Um, maybe not always the same games no. um, but uh, yeah, no I still haven't played Mass Effect I'm sorry I don't, it's such a, a know, good game Elder though. Scrolls never heard of her but um, you if you have and you enjoy it you can check out Game Infinite on Instagram and Twitter they do articles news uh, they do opinion pieces and they also most importantly at least to me I love the part where we share creators and artists and everything yes we work, we support Jesse and what he does and help him out especially when it comes to Star Wars stuff and everything but uh, just know that if you go check out Game Infinite, you're supporting Jesse and the great work he does and all of his uh, friends and fans and supporters as well. So uh, check that out. Gaming, things are happening. E3 happened. I didn't pay attention. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to check out Game Infinite for their coverage of it. So you can do the same. Um,
1: Nintendo, save us, please. Also, uh,
0: Red 5 Network. Um, you can check them out on Instagram. Not Instagram. Maybe on Instagram. I don't know. But definitely Twitter. <laughs> Uh, they're all social media giants. I don't know the difference. Social media? What is a fleet in a story? What's the difference? There's nothing. Uh, Everybody's just doing the same thing, just different colors, okay? Um, (laughs) Red 5 Network, podcasts that do much better than us at things and um, are full of great people... Um, you'll find a lot of good folks there, um, and so in between us, in your ears, if you want to change it up and get some other people in your ears, first of all, those are big ears, uh, but you can do that. <laughs> that's our only fans With Red 5 Network. Yeah, that's our big ears on OnlyFans, just at me, um, and, uh, but yeah, um, they do Star Wars and all kinds of other things as well, just like we do, and so, uh, and speaking of other things, um. We will be coming back. Obviously, we're doing the original trilogy. So, yes, next is Empire Strikes Back. But before that, we are taking a caveat and and a side road to another property we love. Um, We're continuing our horror trend uh, and talking about uh, the Conjuring series. Um, It's a series we really, really, really enjoy and we cannot wait to talk about. Uh, It just got a new entry. So there you go. We're excited about that. we adored. Uh, yeah it's really great so if you want to hear our thoughts on all of it uh, and if you're also just wondering what the heck it is uh, maybe we'll explain it maybe we won't but we will talk about things
1: uh, and we
0: invite you to check it out as we talk about The Conjuring and Miloana Milamana. Mila Djokovic
1: no <laughs>